0: Flowing with your time, energy, and focus, even when unexpected things come up, doesn't just mean floating through life and letting things happen to you. On the contrary, it means intentionally becoming aware of those places that make you slightly uncomfortable, then learning to adapt to them without going too far. Welcome to Help, Harmony, and Happiness with Kathy. I'm your host, Kathy Stricker. I'm a state patrol wife, mama to three lively kiddos, a yoga teacher, certified NLP coach, and an energetic rhythms expert. As an energetic rhythms coach, I help action-taking women use their body's rhythms and the moon's cycle to optimize productivity and avoid burnout without letting their desire to remain in control alter their focus. And this podcast is all about doing just that, and perhaps a bit more, so that you can create your own path to health, harmony, and happiness. So come along with me, and may this episode serve as a nudge to discover tools that could help you on your path towards more intentional living. Enjoy the show. Hey, friends, welcome to episode 70 of the podcast. Today, we are talking all about finding your edge. Now, this is something that I have talked about for years in yoga and with teaching my yoga students. And I think that there's different ways to look at it as well. And so I wanna bring it to you today in this episode and we'll, we'll talk about it. But in order to know where your edge is, what your edge is, which you'll know after today's episode, you first have to know where you are right now. And in order to do that, in my mind, the best way to do so is to use the daily rhythms tracker. This is a, I could say it's a habit tracker of sorts, but it's a tracker that helps you uncover and discover where your rhythms are, whether that is with the lunar cycle or your menstrual cycle or your sleep rhythms even. It's just helping you uncover all those areas of your body and bring them to light so that you know maybe where you want to place intention around Transforming your life or changing some element of your life. So this episode is brought to you by the Daily Rhythms Tracker, and I will drop a link in the show notes for you to download your copy of that. It's a great tool and resource to be able to begin inviting more intentionality into your life. And as I said, to begin to know where you are right now so that you can find an edge that helps you Transform helps you get better in whatever area you want to get better in. Now we're going to talk about that a little bit more later on in the show because when I say, "Oh, it helps you get better," like I'm don't I'm not meaning that you always need to be feeling like you need to be doing better and that you are not enough. There's a balance there. There's there's a harmony there that is important to consider, and we're going to talk about that later in the show. For now, though. Know that the Daily Rhythms Tracker is available to you and it's a great tool to help you find where you are right now in life, help you uncover where you are right now in life so that you can find an edge in life and and always be feeling your best so that you can flow with your time, energy, and focus no matter where you are. So as we begin today, I'm going to begin with bringing you through a little bit of a guided meditation again or a guided visualization once again. And in order to do that, find a comfortable place or even, you know, if you're listening to this while you're driving, you can totally do this this thought work while you're driving as well. But if you really want to get in touch with your inner guidance and and just take a moment to pause, now would be the time to do so. So if you're doing something like cleaning or um, doing something around the house that you can actually take a little break from, just take a little few minute break while I guide you through this. Okay, so deep breath in through your nose, exhale out, soften your shoulders. Take one more deep breath in through your nose, exhale out and soften. And as you do, bring to mind a time in your life when you have injured yourself. You could easily do this with any momentous event in your life that you wish perhaps would have gone differently. But today I'm just going to use the example of an injury. So recall the instant you injured yourself. This could be a big injury or this could be as simple as like stubbing your toe or stepping in a hole and rolling your ankle or just stepping wrong off the curb or um, doing a cartwheel on a beam and injuring your knee like I recently did. Bring to mind that time in your life when you have injured yourself. Recall the instant you injured yourself. What were you doing? Go back to the very moment that the injury happened. And if you kind of zoom out and look at yourself from a distance as you're injuring yourself, just take a moment to notice what it is you see. Notice the colors, notice if there were other people around, the time of year, or anything else that you can see about that time. Then recall what you heard. What sounds stand out to you? Were there voices? Were there mechanical sounds? Were there sounds of an athletic field or nature sounds? So can all of those sounds. Recall them and turn the volume up on them just a little bit, bringing you back to this exact moment in time. And then finally, notice what it is you're feeling in that moment. Remember what your intentions were in the instant that you injured yourself. Were you feeling excited? Were you feeling competitive, driven, frustrated, resentful? What is it that you were feeling on a deeper level emotionally? And you recall that instant where you injured yourself. And consider in your mind the should that enters your mind now because of that injury back all the way up to the moment of the should that comes to your mind when you think about the injury. And it's about six feet back, metaphorically, from the moment of the injury. So it's that moment right before the injury, where now in your mind you might be shooting on yourself, thinking you should have done it this way, or you should have moved this way, or you should have stopped, or... You should have gone here instead. What is that should that comes to mind? Where is the guilt that you're taking on because of this injury? What could life have looked like if you instead had stopped where your mind now places that should? Now, without dwelling on that should, because as you might recall, one of my favorite things to say is, you shouldn't shut should on yourself. Just bring it to mind. That, my friends, is your edge. Okay, deep breath in. Exhale out. And come on back. Okay, go about your business. <laughs> I'm going to keep talking and you can listen. So your edge, as I call it when I'm teaching yoga, might be to keep bettering yourself by being harder, stronger, faster, or better. Your edge is that place that pushes you out of your comfort zone, but not so much that it creates suffering. Okay? So if you push too far, you might injure yourself, right? But if you don't push far enough or you don't push hard enough, you're not going to make any progress. You're not going to do anything that's beneficial to you. Okay, so the edge is kind of a fine balance. Now, sometimes it takes going over your edge to dramatically change the course of things and that's totally necessary at times. You'll know when life is calling for those times or maybe you won't in the instance that maybe you've injured yourself and now your course of life has changed dramatically because of that injury. But that's not likely how you want your day in and day out to go, right? You don't want to always be leaping in every single moment of your life. Think if you were constantly injuring yourself, then having to slow all the way down to do the recovery work and rebuild before you could go back to full strength and full mobility. That would get old really quick. Like if you were constantly pushing so hard that you injured yourself, then you had to recover. Then you pushed so hard again that you injured yourself again, and you had to recover. That's a cycle that is no fun. And ugh. Not a way that I would want to be living my life. I don't know how, how much you'd want to be living your life that way either. But it'd be like living in a state of constantly pushing yourself to burnout, then having to recover, then burnout, then recover, and so forth. Actually, this might sound familiar to you, right? Like, do you do this in your real life? You might be living in this space right now, and you might even be getting a little bit tired of it. I know I've been there in life and um I've done that. So when you're pushing harder and doing more it may not seem like you're living in scarcity because you're doing so much and you're pushing so hard and you're always doing more and the word more and scarcity don't necessarily go together right but in all actuality when you live in this place of overfunctioning or powering through no matter what or with the no pain no gain mentality you're living with a scarcity mentality All the time, not feeling like or believing rather that there's ever enough. You're doing the things that keep you comfortable mentally and emotionally, even if it comes from a place of physical discomfort, because you are acting out of a place of fear fear that if you slow down or stop or do things differently or don't give 110% effort, that you will be judged, that you will be judged not good enough that people will look down on you, that people will shame you. And that may mean that you're injuring yourself or you're making yourself extremely exhausted and extremely tired and then having to recover or not even having the energy to actually do more because you are so burnt out. That is actually living out of a place of scarcity. That's not your edge. That's going beyond your edge. It's not always a terrible thing because sometimes it does take a bit of recovery and processing before you can dive deeper into yourself mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. But it also might be creating suffering in your life, whether that's physical suffering or mental-emotional suffering, keeping you from owning your power in thought and action, thus keeping you stuck in the battle of feeling like there isn't ever enough time energy, focus, or whatever it is that haunts you, that you don't feel like you have enough of. There is the case to argue that uh, extreme scarcity could be used as a means of identifying your edge so that you can truly discover your full potential and appreciate your abilities that you do have. So think of the show Lost. This is something that my husband was recently watching. And, you know, they strip everything back and go back to having to do all of the work, have no creature comforts whatsoever. Or there's the example that people will go on scarcity retreats and will be left in the wilderness or placed into some sort of encampment where that's the goal is to strip everything back so that they can mentally, physically, and perhaps emotionally understand the depths of who they are as a person. Think of monks living on a Tibetan mountainside who have completely isolated themselves from all society in order to awaken to a higher spiritual consciousness. Those are instances where they're placing themselves in extreme scarcity as a means of identifying this higher spiritual self, right? And in order to maybe identify their full potential or in the case of lost, well, win a whole bunch of money, right? But that's not necessarily the edge that I'm talking about could be beneficial, because I would imagine after experiences like that, after stripping everything back, you you do have a profound sense of perspective, and things change. There is some argument for that, that when you take yourself to this place of extreme physical scarcity, that you indeed do find the edge mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. It's very warrior-like, And that's the warrior-like mentality, to go harder, to go faster, to go stronger, right? In some of those instances, though, the emphasis isn't necessarily on deepening your spiritual awareness or to awaken this higher version of yourself, unless it is in the case of like the monks or some sort of spiritual retreat that you're on that moves through stripping everything back physically in order to get you to that higher place spiritually. And that's what we're going to talk about next week in the episode. How to move to your edge without actually adding to your to-do list or pushing harder and going faster and being stronger and tougher. But for now, let's get back on track with finding your edge. If you've stripped everything back, like in these instances, you definitely would be able to find your full potential mentally, physically, and emotionally. At least that's the thought. But it's so super extreme that it's not doable by most people. You know, it's not desirable even to do for most people. It's not living in the reality of the day in and day out. And would that even be enjoyable or contribute to the harmony of the connectedness of all things? No, probably not. So instead, what if you would consider that your edge wasn't about doing more? Or proving that you can do really hard things or really extreme things. Now, as I mentioned, sometimes it's totally necessary to go beyond your edge and to get even more uncomfortable than anything you'd ever consider doing by choice, because it's in those instances of scarcity, even in smaller doses that big healing has to happen. Right. So when I quit my job and started this business, I had to take this leap that like, whoa, I have to trust something higher than me. That was a huge edge right? That was a huge thing. Maybe you've got instances like that in your life. Maybe it's buying a house or um, getting married. Maybe it's having children. You, You take this big leap and then you have to trust. But that's the edge that you're willing to go to in order to discover more about yourself, in order to understand more about yourself. But it's in those instances that we often come back even stronger and better than we ever could have imagined. Right. So, in the cases of extreme injury, even you re strengthen your body so that it likely is stronger than it was before, after an injury. It's also in those instances where we're given a chance to expand our gratitude and faith in our lives, to lean not on our own resources, but to trust in the process of life. Now, if you listen to this podcast, you likely have a tendency to overfunction. You might even be a bit of a warrior like myself, and you might tend to do things just because you want to make sure that they're done right, or because it's just faster if you do them, or because if you don't do them, no one else will, or maybe because a little part of you just wants to prove that you can actually do something, and you can do something that's super hard. It could just be that it's just in your nature to be a warrior. It is for me, as I've shared with you in other episodes. And because I'm like this, I also have a natural draw to better myself. You might have realized this about yourself too. And that's not a bad thing. It's important to learn to be content in this moment with who we are. And at the same time, you can still desire to transform and change, right? And that's where finding your edge comes into play. So it is possible to be content and to still know that. There's more possibility out there that there are other things that you can do to discover about yourself and to transform. And that's why knowing what your edge is in any given situation in your life is important. It may be different in work and in family. It may be different in your personal life and your relationships with others. The contentment that you have in this moment is the happiness part of this podcast, right? (laughs) And the harmony. Part of the podcast means that you're seeking to find the balance in the rhythm of giving and receiving. It's celebrating both the strength and the weakness and understanding that it's a continual process to find that harmony. And in order to do that, you have to find your edge in whatever area you want to be more intentional in, which means you likely have to get out of your comfort zone. Your edge isn't about being comfortable, it's about being slightly uncomfortable and then learning to live with that. Next week, we're going to talk about what that might look like without adding to your to-do list, because I know you are busy enough that you don't need to add to your to-do list. But instead, maybe find some things that you can do to find your edge that are not adding to the to-do list, but instead taking away. All right, friends, that's all I've got for you this week. I'll see you next week. In the meantime... You've been listening to the Health, Harmony, and Happiness with Kathy podcast. I'm your host, Kathy Stricker. Cheers to cultivating your own version of health, harmony, and happiness in your life.